All right, let's go back out to Daryl. Hello, Daryl. Is it better now? I always sound fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, fair enough. Uh, did you vote today? Of course I did. Good for you. You got a voice, you got a choice, is what Nickelodeon taught me 25 years ago, and it's the only thing that has stayed with my mind. It's hard to complain if you don't participate in the process. Thank you. That's what I was saying as well. I like to vote just in case, because if it's wrong, I like to complain about it and say that I was, hey, hey, I didn't vote for that. And if it's right, then it's going to work out, because obviously I voted for it. It's going to work right. out. Right. Yep. Got to participate in the process, no matter how you vote. That's, that's to me, the most effective way to... Uh, to participate, so it, it feels so suburban to vote for some reason. I felt like a real suburbanite voting, and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why that is. I just no, I uh, no, I. That's um, <clears throat> probably why I end up with so much jury duty because I vote in every election. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I I had jury duty like a year ago or so, and I had I had it where they just I called every day. And every day uh -huh. it was like, you do not have to come in. And I was like, okay, great. And oh, no. I, I had to go in every day and sit in, the, sit in the room for six hours. Really? I've, never been, I've yeah. never been called in to do that. I always thought so, it would be fun. I've had three of them, and I've been on two cases. Wow. And the last, the last time I did it, uh, I had to go in for four days. But the fourth day, they didn't make me wait long. Like 10 o'clock came, and they said, we're not going to need you. So here's your thing, and thanks for coming down, and that's that. Did you have good cases in the two cases? I, I did. Well, I mean, I'll be – Oh, that, they was were, a, that was a hard way to put that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I meant interesting. Let's say interesting. Yeah, well, uh, they were. I'll say this: they they were both very serious cases. That's that's. Man, I now think I'm just that's, even more. Now I'm even more fascinated. Yeah. Wow, well, I don't really want to talk about in this forum, but you know, we did our duty. Let's just put it that way. You were you the head guy at the end? No. Of it? Okay. No, no. But the thing is, is I I made it. I was picked for both cases immediately because of my occupation because of your occupation correct because hey he knows fact from fiction and that you know uh, and, and that, absolutely so yeah yeah they wouldn't do that for me <laughs> we've listened to this guy enough he, he just he goes for the he goes for the splash he goes for yeah. the entertainment side of things no, I, I, I try and uh, I try and allow the facts to get. Oh, no, I like good facts story. too. Yeah, no, I, I like facts. Uh, it's it's fascinating though. I yeah, I've never been able to do that process. I it, now is it like the movies or no? No, not at all, huh? It it, it uh, honestly, it's a very serious ordeal. It really, at least the the two cases that I dealt well, I with, it so. was. I mean, it was a. I would very, want it to be serious. If I, if I was up for something, I'd want it to be taken seriously. Yeah, it, it was a very very serious, and we took it very seriously, and. Uh, yeah. Yep. Man, so. I had no idea that this job was one of those jobs that people they're like, okay, he knows they he knows he's gonna know right from wrong as far as yep. the, the facts and not, and so he's gonna we, yep. we want him on there. Yeah. That's the one time I was wanted in life, jury duty. Oh, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to the good stuff. Let's talk brownies. The Raven Steelers. Are these two games the season? No. Um, because I, I think the Browns are not going to win the division, but I do think that they are going to make the playoffs. So I'm not, if, if they're going to win the division, then yes, a hundred percent, they have to win both of these games, but I just don't think that that's realistic. And you know, me, uh, it, it's not that I'm trying to be Debbie Downer or pour a cold bucket of water in everyone's excitement, because I do feel like this is a very good football team and a playoff football team. 
I, I just, I'm realistic. I, I feel like Baltimore is the best team in the division. I picked them to win the division at the beginning of the year. Uh, I, I think that the Browns will probably finish third in this division because Cincinnati is charging up right now. And it wouldn't surprise me to f- see them finish second. And then the Browns finish third, which unfortunately is where they always seem to finish either third or fourth. But um, if they're going to win this division, Jonathan, they absolutely have to win the next two games. If they split the next two games, they're just going to be a playoff team. And 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 that's just kind of how I feel about it. And quite frankly, that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting them to split the next two games. That gets you to six and four uh, with a couple of games that you should be able to win going out west. The Browns are not going to do the back and forth. They're going to go to Denver. And then when that game is over, they will move on to Los Angeles, spend the week in Los Angeles to prepare for the Rams, and then play that game before uh, coming home, which I think is a very, very smart uh, approach to that situation. It saves your players a lot of playing time, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. and that. So uh, I feel like those are two games that they can win, and that gets them to eight and four. And then they are just set up for a very strong finish. Jacksonville's on the schedule. That's going to be a tough game. Uh, the Jets, um, uh, I think that's going to be a win, even though the Jets, I feel like, have uh, one of the better defenses in the NFL. Their offense is hot garbage because they don't have a quarterback, um, and that's going to be the difference there. Ending this, uh, you know, ending things with, uh, you know, Cincinnati, uh, that that's, you know, seems to be the one team in the division the Browns actually can beat with regularity. Um, also, let's not forget the Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud, who is having an excellent rookie season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that he um, uh, is going to, you know, th- that's going to be a challenge for the Browns and, and not a guarantee. But look, I, when I look at this schedule, I, I still feel like 10, 11, maybe 12 wins are absolutely possible. But um, I'm leaning towards flipping the coin between uh, a 10 and 7 finish or an 11 and six finish. That's still great. I'll take any one of those. You know, I get, you do 10. You're in the tournament, man. You're in. That's you're, it. That's all yep, we've asked that, for. And, 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 and you know what? As a fan, and, and this is my thing too. Like, yes, you want the Browns to win the Super Bowl as a fan. I get it. They've never been, and it would be nice if they could win the Super Bowl. But uh, for is for the history of this franchise being what it's been in the expansion era, let's just get to a point where they regularly have a shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, Let's get to a point where they're making the playoffs every year. And and then we can start really, really nitpicking. But they haven't been the playoffs in a couple of years now, right? They went in 2020, two years out of the playoffs. Very disappointing when uh, going into the year, you'd hope that they were going to, uh, you know, get that done. And now that you have Deshaun Watson here, you have Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward and a lot of core pieces of this team under contract in the coming years. Th- th- this is their window. Right. This is their window to get themselves in the tournament on a regular basis. And then, hey, anything can happen and maybe they do make a Super Bowl run. Um, But you got to get in first and foremost. And that's where I feel like they are. They're in the get in stage. Now, uh, the question to me becomes, can they stay healthy? Number one. Number two, maybe can their defense do enough to propel them deep into the playoffs? I personally think that that is absolutely a possibility but yeah i just i don't like putting everything on these two games against baltimore and pittsburgh just because there's so many winnable games left on the schedule and there's so much football that's left on the schedule but if they lose if if they don't win both games i do not see a path where they come back and catch the ravens to win the division daryl based off of what you saw last week uh with deshaun deshaun was great but uh, you know it was the cardinals how much of that yeah 
How much of what you saw can you carry over? And do you need to see it against Baltimore before you start buying 100% into Deshaun again? Well, here's the thing. Like, they they do have a quality win on the resume this year, and that's San Francisco, and that was without Deshaun, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so let, let's not act like they haven't beaten anybody. Uh, they're not the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins haven't beaten anybody. True. Okay, and they have a better record than the Browns. Um, they've just played more bad teams than the Browns have had the opportunity to play, and the Browns are in the toughest division in the NFL right now. So, um, you know, it, it's not for me, it's not so much about buying into Deshaun. To me, it's about him playing at the level of his contract, being healthy enough to play at the level of his contract. Because the contract that they gave him was not one where, hey, just, you know, come in, be healthy, play some average football, and the defense will carry the rest. No, they gave him an elite player contract. And so at some point, I I do need to see him play at an elite level. I just don't know that that's right now because I'm understanding of the fact he's not 100%. He is coming off a, a rotator cuff injury, which is, again, not 100%. And so I just I'm trying to be very fair to him when it comes to my expectation of his uh, performance. Would I like to see that against Baltimore? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I'm dying to see him ha- run for two touchdowns and throw for two touchdowns like we seem to see Lamar Jackson do every week. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm, I'm trying to be fair and realistic uh, with this whole situation uh, as well. But make no mistake about it. Uh, the Cleveland Browns did not give out that contract and give up six draft picks to bring this guy in here to play average football. Uh, honestly, that was average football in, in my view, because exceptional football, they win that game 44, nothing. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um, it, it, you know, 27, nothing's good enough. I'm not complaining. Don't, don't misunderstand me here. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. I'll take that every week. A hundred percent. Um, and he actually didn't even have to uh, finish the game because, you know, the team collectively played uh, well enough to where that wasn't uh, needed or required. But um, there is going to come a time where I need to see this guy play like Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes and the other elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, Daryl, I remember last week we were talking about Donovan Peoples-Jones, and I, I believe you'd made, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you made the statement at the time that it was like, you know, you got a little worried that, they were sending Donovan away because we don't have many wide receivers in back. Is that accurate? Is that right? Well, no. I mean, I understood why they made the trade. Sure. Um, And uh, the situation being what it is, I I think that they kind of had to make the trade, quite frankly. And he wasn't being used. That was the argument I made. Like, he, it's not that I didn't feel like he's a good player because I do. He's one of Andrew Barry's better draft picks. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Right, I mean, you know, that right was that, there. That was the suggestion there. Was that yeah. Right there player? with, right there with Dewan Jones, right there with Martin Emerson. Like, Barry has not hit on many draft picks. Let's be honest about that, right? Yeah. Well, those are hits. Um, it's just they weren't going to keep them. They invested in Elijah Moore. They invested in Marquise Goodwin. So, I mean, he just kind of, you know, got. Right, and, we, and so we did out. what I'm getting yeah. what I'm getting to here is that with Amari, Amari is obviously great. We know he's great. He's been great with four different quarterbacks now. Right, the, that game that he played was always that's always in the card for Amari. Uh, Elijah Moore finished that game with 14 yards. 
Cedric yeah. Tillman finished that game with one reception for three yards. Why don't they be opened up for Cedric Tillman? He got one I'm reception aware. for three yards. Well, I'm, you assume everything was the lot was supposed to be opened up for him, and I was trying to. What did I try and tell you last? I week? didn't assume anything with Cedric Tillman. I didn't even bring up okay. Cedric Tillman last week, so that's that's a different uh, show, different person. Oh, okay. Because I'm, I, well, I'm looking after the fact now and saying okay. if you're if you're going to use him, use him. If if you're ever going to try right. things, wouldn't the Cardinals game have been some, have been the place to do that? I it's yeah, it was very I mean, confusing how it all went down. Well, you know, well, let me rephrase. People assumed that the Donovan Peoples-Jones trade meant that the door swung wide open for Cedric Tillman to get all these targets and touches. And I kept saying, what did I, and I just kept saying, no, it, that's not, I mean, look at, he might assume what little targets and touches that Donovan Peoples-Jones was getting, which was 18 and eight, 18 targets, eight receptions for 90 some yards or whatever it was. But like, um, no, this offense is Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, and sometimes Marquise Goodwin. That's what, and then, you know, I, you know D- David Njoku, uh, I'm just talking specifically the, the hierarchy of the wide receivers sure, sure. and how they're used, okay? Um, and that's just the, the reality of how the, the football is getting spread around. Um, so... That that is what it yeah, is. Yeah, just it shaped out in a weird way for a twenty-seven nothing ball game against a yeah. Cardinals team that you. But were like right now, look, winning. I mean, it's 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 Amari Cooper and no one else at the receiver position. Yeah, when, kinda, when you yeah. when you talk when you talk about productivity, and then you go down to David Njoku and and uh, uh, Jerome Ford, right? Guys that don't play the receiver position are the ones catching the passes, getting the yards, scoring the touchdowns, right? They they only have one wide receiver that scored touchdowns this year, and that's Amari Cooper. He now finally ha- it's a crooked number. It's now a two. Um, yeah, I think that they have seven receiving touchdowns versus nine rushing touchdowns, uh, uh, as, as far as that, you know, the, the, the makeup of the, the 16 scores that they've had, uh, Kareem Hunt leads everybody with five and that guy got here September 20th. Yeah, it's wild. Absolutely wild. Uh, Typhus Powell on yesterday with Baskin and Phelps said Stefanski should have coach of the year consideration. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Dude, like this team normally in usual Browns lore would be three and five or worse. They wouldn't be five and three. Um, so, yes, I, I now should he win the award? Probably not. But should he at least be in the conversation? A hundred percent. Absolutely. I think he's done a phenomenal job. Uh, I think fans have been entirely too tough on him this year. Uh, he is the head coach, so he has to, uh, you know, take the brunt of it. Um, I, I get it, but from my perspective, I think Kevin Stefanski's done an outstanding job this year, not only with his play calling, but how he's, you know, trying to, you know, use guys, the creativity, uh, what he's had to deal with as far as juggling the quarterbacks and still finding ways uh, to win games. Yes, there have been play calls that I vehemently disagree with, including that third and three at Seattle, which I thought really cost him the game. But as we've talked about, there's a difference between me disagreeing with a call or a decision versus whether or not I think the guy's a good coach. And I do think he's a good coach. Uh, I don't know that he's a master motivator. I stand by that. Yeah. But he is. He's a he he's a good coach. And uh, I just think that every time something doesn't go the Browns' way. I feel like Browns fan defaults back to, whoop, got to fire this guy and bring in the next one. And how's that worked out for you over the last 25 years? Uh, I'll answer that for you. Hmm. It's not gone well, okay? So uh, he's the winningest coach, and the other side will say, well, that's not really hard to do because everyone else has sucked that's been here. But 
No, he's been consistent. Um, you know, they, they haven't had, uh, you know, a three and 14 season type thing. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. they, 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 they've been close to 500, even in his losing seasons, they seven and 10 is as worse as it's gotten. Uh, certainly he gave himself quite the runway with 11 and five in year one. But the bottom line is, is look, his record after losses is something like 19 and seven, something like that. That's fantastic. Uh, the record at home is 20 and 10. Again, fantastic. The paying customers in Cleveland are getting a good product on the home field. There's actually a home field advantage under him developing. Yeah, why is that? Why is he so good at home? Well, I, I, I if, if I knew, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I'd okay, be going making fair. millions. <laughs> We'd be, I'd be making millions of dollars elsewhere. I didn't but know if like, you ever gave ever had a good answer for that. Or yeah, if you no, ever I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's, I think that Browns fans do a good job at home. Uh, being disruptive for the opposition. I think also the Browns give fans have been given fans reasons to make it hard on the opposition, right? Given fans reasons to cheer. Uh, I think that the game operations uh, department has done a good job refreshing the presentation uh, and making it a, a more fun environment for fans. You know what I'm saying? More modern, more hip, more entertaining environment. Um, you know, so I think that all that stuff, you know, plays in a factor. Now where he, Kevin Stefanski does have to improve though, is he has to improve the road record. They're not very good when they're away from home and, uh, the Browns play a lot of home, a lot of road games, I should say down the stretch here. So it's going to be incumbent upon them to pile up some road victories if they're going to make the playoffs, which I am anticipating they will be able to do.